Thank you for listening to Changed by His Word, a podcast of Pine Level Missionary Baptist Church featuring the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Brad Lee. We invite you to join us each Sunday at 11 a.m. for worship. For more information, visit us online at pinelevelmbc.org. And now for today's message. Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. The Bible says, As he was going along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and went away to follow him. No doubt God's plan and God's calling on your life is far greater than you think. It's greater than your hobbies. It's greater than your ambitions. It's greater than your financial security, than your political agenda, than your me time that we all enjoy, than your downtime, than everything you have planned and everything that you know. God's plan is far greater than anything that you could think or imagine. And the question that I want you to consider this morning is this. What will you leave to follow Jesus? What will you leave to follow Jesus? Jesus. As we examine the text before us, I simply want to share a message with you entitled, Follow Me. And there are three areas that I want you to pay close attention to this morning. The first is this. I want you to notice the invitation. The invitation. And Jesus said to them, Follow Me. And in verse 20, He called them. So from the outset of Jesus' ministry, we learned last week that he began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. You see, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. And it's not by coincidence that Jesus went into Galilee preaching. It's not by coincidence that he was walking along the shores of Galilee. No, he was there at that specific place, at that specific time, for a specific purpose. Although the text before us doesn't provide any more specific details, I imagine that Jesus is out walking along those shores on a bright sunny day. You see the the S-U-N is out and the S-O-N is walking along the shores that he created. I imagine that the wind is blowing and his, his hair is being blown back in the wind. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. Just a few years ago, I had the opportunity to walk on those same shores that my Lord and Savior walked on. As a matter of fact, the picture you see up on the display right now is me sitting on a little sailboat right there on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. But Jesus went there at a specific time for a specific purpose. He was walking along those shores. And the Bible says that he came into contact with these two brothers, Simon and Andrew. You see, I believe more than anything that this was a divine appointment that Jesus had with these men. Much like you find in the fourth chapter of John's Gospel. There Jesus left Judea. He was headed back to Galilee. And the Bible says that he had to pass through Samaria. You see, Jews wouldn't typically travel through Samaria because it was a dangerous place to travel. But I love the way the King James Version renders this verse. It says that he must needs go 
through Samaria. Why did Jesus go through Samaria? Because he had a divine appointment with a woman at the well. Why did Jesus walk along the shores of the Sea of Galilee? Because he had a divine appointment with these two men. Jesus spotted these individuals, Simon and his brother Andrew. You see, they were not only brothers. The Bible also tells us that they were fishermen. In other words, this is what they did for a living. This is what they knew best. It was their livelihood. It was their occupation. It was what their entire lives were devoted to. Let me ask you this morning. What is your entire life devoted to? What are you following this morning? Who are you following this morning? You see, they were fishing not because it was just a hobby that they enjoyed. I enjoy fishing. But they weren't fishing for the same reasons that I go fishing. They were fishing in order to make a living. Their lives revolved around fishing. It's what they knew best. You see, it's often said that you can find out who a person is by what they do. You can find out who a person is by what they do. This is so true, and Jesus had some important words to say concerning this. As a matter of fact, Jesus would say, For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. I believe that there was a time in these men's life uh, in the life of these men, when they were so devoted to fishing that that's all they did, that's all they can think of, that's all that consumed their every thought. Until a man by Jesus came along. Until a man named Jesus came walking along these shores. And here we see these wonderful words that Jesus offers these men. He simply says to them this, Follow me. Just two words, follow me. Now, I want you to also notice that Jesus issues a call even before explaining all the details. Now, this may seem a bit scary. I mean, if you're like me, you want a lot of details before you say yes to something. Normally, before I make a decision about something, I mean, even something that's small these days with the modern technology that we have, with the Internet, I'll do some research and find out about a product before I buy it. Probably too much research. But imagine these guys had questions when Jesus called them, imagine they, they asked these questions. Uh, what am I being called to do? Uh, what am I, what, what's involved in me following this guy named Jesus? Hey, what type of commitment am I going to have to make? And this is probably one of the most important right here. What's it going to cost me? What is it going to cost me if I leave everything and follow Jesus? You see, what I want you to notice in these questions here is these questions are focused on me and on I. But it's not about me, it's not about I, it's not about you, it's about a man named Jesus. Jesus was calling these men, and he was calling them first and foremost to salvation, but he was also calling them to make them disciples. And that's what he desires for you and me to be today. You may ask this morning, what is a disciple? Well, a disciple is a learner. It's a student. It's an apprentice. And biblically speaking, a disciple is, catch this, a lifetime learner. I want you to look at the screen for just a moment. Don't think that you've been following Jesus for all these years and there's not something new that you can learn. You've been called by the Lord to be a lifetime learner. I like to think about it this way. Even when I'm listening to somebody else teach, I try to have the mindset of, hey, I've got to listen, I've got to pay attention because God can use this person to teach me something that I don't yet know. Amen? What if we had that attitude? What if we all had a teachable spirit? You may be watching this morning and you say, I've read Mark chapter 1, 16 through 20 longer than you've been alive. Well, praise God. Amen? There's something else you can learn from it this morning. And I pray that God will teach you. 
You see, I'm just conveying the message, but it's the Holy Spirit that will grab a hold of your heart and reveal truth to you this morning. So what is a disciple? A lifelong learner. One who surrenders his life to the mission of God. It's a complete and total surrender of your life. It's, it's as though you're throwing in the towel and you're surrendering everything to Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. Praise God. Amen. We surrender it all to Him. And Jesus was about the business of not only saving people, but making disciples. So discipleship is a lifelong process. Don't think for a moment that you're quarantined in your home and you don't need to be involved in some type of discipleship. Just a few moments ago, we had a, a Bible study, and we had maybe 20 to 25 people on this Bible study this morning. They're learners. They're the disciples. They're wanting to learn more about Jesus. So I would encourage you during these days in which we live, where, when we can't get out and do the things that we used to do, make it a habit, make it a point to study the Word of God, to show yourself approved. This should be the mission for us as followers. We should be all about making disciples. So we see here from Jesus that the invitation goes out and the invitation calls for action. You've got to willingly deny yourself. You've got to willingly give up everything. And you've got to follow Jesus. Take up your cross and follow Him. You may say this morning, well, what am I going to have to leave? These guys left their occupation. Am I going to have to leave my occupation, Pastor, if I follow Jesus? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what God's calling you to leave. But let me ask you this question. This is a good way to test that this morning. What is it in your life that you're continually putting before the Lord? Maybe that's what you need to leave. Maybe that's what you need to give up in order to follow Him. I like to think about it this way. Anything you continually put before the Lord is your idol. You see, when we read about idols and idolatry, we tend to go to the Old Testament and think about these carved statues that they would make and they would set them up and they would worship them and then they would fall down and they would pick them back up and worship them again. And you say, I'm not doing anything crazy like that. Well, maybe not. But what is it that you're continually putting before the Lord? I love the fact this morning that Jesus still offers this invitation. He extends this, uh, this invitation to you today. We love John 3.16. And I believe that's the invitation that goes out. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me ask you this morning. Are you willing to give up everything in order to follow Jesus? These men were. These men were willing to do just that. So notice first the invitation. But secondly, I want you to see the response. I want you to see in detail their response. Not just from Andrew and Peter, but from James and John as well. Look at verses 18 through 20. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Verse 20. Immediately, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and they went away. Here we go. And followed him to follow him. So the question that you and I would ask, I don't even believe we're on these guys' radar. You see, the invitation has gone out. They heard it loud and clear. Jesus said, follow me. So Simon and Andrew, James and John, they don't examine all the minute details. They don't look uh, in detail at the commitment or the cost. No, they simply recognize Jesus for who he is. Hey, he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They recognize him for who he is, and they willingly follow him. 
Their response is immediately. We come back to that word. I mentioned this at the beginning of our study through the Gospel of Mark. Immediately, the word is euthus. It's used over 40 times throughout this gospel. Mark is a fast-paced gospel. I mean, things are happening immediately. Mark says immediately this took place. Immediately, Jesus called them. Immediately, they left to follow him. So in other words, without hesitation, without delay, individually, these brothers left their nets, they left their occupation, they left their livelihood, they left everything they knew, and they followed King Jesus. Their nets. That just represents their occupation. They loved to fish, but they also did it for a living. They also left their previous lifestyle. I believe they left their old way of living. They left doing the way things. They, they left uh, all the old things behind. They had the mindset of, we're no longer going to do things the way that we've always done them. We've had to change a little bit of that. Amen, church? I mean, we can't always do things the way that we've always done them. Not in these days because we can't meet in this sanctuary. And how I long for the day that I'll be able to look out here and see a multitude of faces worshiping and praising King Jesus. But until that time comes, you know what you can do right now? You can lift your hands right where you are. And you can praise His name. You can follow Him. You may be watching this morning and say, I've never decided to follow Jesus. Hey, today's the day for you to do that. They drop their nets. James and John, the Bible says, they also left their boat. You mean i got to leave my boat? Maybe. If that's what God calls you to leave. That's what He called these men to leave, and they left their boat to follow Him. Their material possessions. Some of you may ask, what am I going to have to leave? I don't know. Whatever it is that's standing between you and the Lord. I can't reveal that to you. But God's Word can. Just open your word and say, God, what is it that's standing in, in the way of my relationship with you? And I believe he'll reveal that to you. The Holy Spirit will show you what you need to give up. They even went as far, listen to this. They even went as far as to leave their father. You may say, well, I love my, mo my mother and father. Amen, I do too. And if you were to have asked James and John, they would have probably said, I love my dad as well. But you know what they did? They willingly left him to follow Jesus. They recognized Jesus for who he is. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. You may be watching this morning and you say, I don't believe all this stuff about Jesus. I'm not going to bow my knee to Jesus. Yeah, you will. One day, the Bible says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But the important thing to do is to follow Jesus right now while you have opportunity. What is your response? Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that everyone is called to full-time vocational ministry. That's the calling God's placed on my life. And man, what a, what a joy, what a ride it's been. And I can't think of anything that I'd rather be doing today than what God has called me to do right now. Now, I'm not perfect. I, just like you, fall way short of the glory of God. And I've had to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, repent of my sins, trust Him with my life, and you know what I have to do every day? I have to do the same thing. Because we live in a sinful, fallen world. And the devil is still trying to steal, kill, and destroy. These men recognize that. They left their occupation. They left their father. They left their boat in order to follow Jesus. Now listen closely. 
God has called all of us as believers, maybe not to full-time vocational ministry, but He has called us all to full-time disciple-making. We are called to make disciples. And I can't think of a better time than right now, a, a word that's more relevant than this word for today. You can use the social media platforms that God has given you. I can't even name them all. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. There's others. But you know what most of these have? They have a list of followers. You're probably watching this morning and you say, well, I follow so-and-so. I follow Michael Jordan or LeBron James or I, I follow this person or that person. Hey, how about Jesus? Are you following Jesus? How about the people that are following you? Hey, what if they followed you and they ended up in the long run following Jesus? Praise God, amen? That would be a testimony to your faithfulness in sharing the good news of the glorious gospel. These men responded. So discipleship is not optional for the believer. You've got to respond. I like to think about it this way. You've got your cell phone, and you've got it in your pocket. Most of the time you'll have it on vibrate. But you're busy doing something. You may be preaching a sermon like this, and the phone rings. And you feel it vibrating, going And you're like, man, who in the world's calling me this morning? Now, don't start dialing my number while I'm preaching. But you're like, who in the world's calling me this morning? And you're, you're anxious to find out who it is. And, and you want to look at it and see who's calling you. And you want to respond to them. Jesus is calling you this morning. He's calling you to come to Him. To say yes to Him. And to follow Him. Will you do it this morning? Will you respond to Him? The invitation's gone out. We see the response. But notice third and finally this morning. I want you to see the promise. I love this, the promises of God. Now, I've not counted the promises of God contained in His Word, but some people say there's between five and possibly 10,000 or even up to 30,000 promises in the Word of God. Now, if you count those this afternoon, send me a message and let me know. But the Word of God is filled with promises. And one of the things I love about God's Word is the fact that these promises cannot and will not be broken. You can take it to the bank. Amen? But you'll have to go through the drive through teller because you can't go into bank. Not today. But one day, maybe you can. So I want you to notice the, uh, the promise. The promise that's given here. Look at verse 17. And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. That's the promise right there. I will make you become fishers of men. So Jesus simply said, Follow me. These two words, they're not overly complicated. They're not sophisticated. He simply said to these men, follow me. And he's saying to you today, follow me. And although Jesus doesn't explain himself to these guys, they did witness his ministry. So they had some prior knowledge of Jesus. They were familiar with John the Baptist. And a few of them were following John and his ministry. Remember, John was baptizing, and he had a message of repent and believe. And then he said, hey, the one that's coming after I, I'm not worthy to even untie the thong of his sandals. He's the light of the world. So John was pointing people to Jesus. These men recognized that, and these men saw Jesus. He called them, and they responded to his call. But here we have the promise that Jesus gives as well. And I love this promise. Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. Now listen carefully to this. Jesus says this, in other words. 
I'll take your rotten, sinful, wretched, wicked life, and I'll make it into something that I can use. He's the potter, we're the clay. And I love that old children's song, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. I can't be a fisher of men on my own. I've sure tried, and it doesn't work. So don't try to do it on your own. Simply surrender to Jesus, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and direct you, and believe, listen to this, believe in the promises of God. The promise is, I will make you become fishers of men. I'll help you. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll direct you. Hey, I'm living proof that God can lead you and direct you. I remember years ago, I'd sit about the second or third row back on the pew. Man, I was tuned in. I was listening to the preacher. I was uh, soaking in the Word of God. I didn't know how to pronounce many names in the Bible. Some I still can't pronounce. But anyways, I was soaking in the Word of God. And at the end of the service, he would look around and call on somebody to pray. And about that time, I would sink down in the seat, hoping he wouldn't call on me. And he said, uh, Brad, would you pray for us? And I was like, what? what in the world? You want me to pray? So I'm living proof that God can take somebody and use them for His good and for His glory. You can't do it alone. So what does it mean to be a fisher of men? It means to forsake self and surrender everything to Jesus. Give all of you to all of Him. It also means to love Jesus with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Hey, it means to love your neighbor as yourself. Even from a distance. From six feet away during these days. But you can love your neighbor through social media. It means to see others through the eyes of Jesus. Oh, how I wish I could do that 24-7. That I could see people through the eyes of Jesus. That's the goal. That's the goal for us as believers. But it means to fish for the souls of men rather than the fish of the sea. It doesn't mean you, you can't go bass fishing or catch a brim and cook it up and fry it. But the goal is to be a fisher of men. Listen to these words from C.H. Spurgeon. He once said, and I quote, His word is, follow me. Not merely that you may be saved, nor even that you may be sanctified, but follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. By following Christ with that intent and aim, and fear that you are not perfectly following Him, unless in some degree He is making use of you to be fishers of men. The fact is that every one of us must take to the business of man-catcher. If Christ has called us, we must catch others. If we have been apprehended by Him, we must be His constables to apprehend rebels for Him. Let us ask Him to give us grace to go a-fishing. And so to cast our nets that we may take a great multitude of fishes. Oh, that the Holy Ghost may raise up from among us some master fishers who shall sail their boats in many a sea and surround great shoals of fish. End of quote. So the promise is that Jesus will make us to become fishers of men. You ever thought about yourself as being a fisher of men? That's what God's called you to be in Jesus Christ. 
And I want you to know this morning, there's a lot of fishing that's yet to be done. There's a lot of ocean. There's a lot of water. And there's a lot of fish out there. And I want you to understand this morning, for the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's given you the tackle. He's given you the bait. He's equipped you with everything you need. You've got the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Not only that, He's given you the Holy Spirit to, to empower you, to lead you, and to direct you to do the mission that He's called you to. And I pray this morning that you'll do just that. We see the invitation. We see the response. We see the promise from the Word of God. But here's the question I want to leave you with this morning. What are you going to leave to follow Jesus? What will you leave to follow Jesus? You've been listening to Changed by His Word, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Brad Lee. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged by this message. If you have any questions about the message or about your relationship with Jesus Christ, please contact Pastor Brad at changedbyhisword at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.